0: You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. Welcome into Talk of Champions recruiting. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit, and on Twitter, he's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. Both right for the Old Oldman Spirit, OldmanSpirit.com, of Bone 3. Hey, buddy, what's up?
1: How are we doing on this lovely Thursday morning?
0: Lovely Thursday. It's not lovely in Alabama. And I know this because I was driving through it, and apparently I drove through a tornado watch. But we're here, back from assignment. What's going on right now, buddy?
1: Well, I mean, as you know, it's the, the portal is still turning. Um, Can the portal turn? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I see it as, like, a... Days are more long. I don't know. Kind of like a black hole-type vortex spinning. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Just a turn of phrase. Sure. A uh, lot going on. Um, The window is still open for another, what, six days as we record this? Yep. Um, I still expect Ole Miss to bring in some visitors this weekend. Still awaiting to get confirmation on who that would be and uh, still waiting on a potential couple commitments, maybe more. Um, The most recent Intel was that Ole Miss felt pretty good about where things stand with the duo from Oklahoma state, Spencer Sanders, the quarterback and Bryson green, the receiver and um, edge defender from Ohio state. Javante Jean-Baptiste, and then uh, the two linemen, uh, Alabama's Damian George, Washington's Victor Kearney. Um, I'm still not sure if they're trying to take both or maybe just one. They kind of have some flexibility there with what they have returning up front, so they're not pressed to get both. Um, I think they'd certainly take both, but uh not sure um, if it's, uh, you know, They like one or the other. They're going to try to take both or, you know, first come, first serve type thing.
0: It depends on who you ask because there is no uniformity over there right now as far as portal targets. One guy says, oh, yeah, the Washington kid, got to have him. Another one says, eh, maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Grove Collective is trying to negotiate with these prospects, so that's the one thing that right now is pretty messy.
1: Yeah, and speaking of that, um, I mentioned Jean-Baptiste, Notre Dame, coming after him really hard. I talked with a couple guys um, that are with the Notre Dame on three site. They said that um, they are coming after him pretty hard. Um, I think they were trying to keep it kind of hush-hush, but obviously that was unsuccessful. So, as the world turns with NIL, um, I would imagine that if we know, Ole Miss definitely knows. So, uh, barring some kind of ridiculous you know, blank check type NIL deal, I think Ole Miss will have a chance to counter. And I think that uh, Randall Joyner and the rest of that defensive staff have a really good relationship with Jean-Baptiste. I've spoken about it here on the show, talked about it on the message board, put it in some posts. Randall Joyner worked for Larry Johnson at Ohio State, so they have a great relationship. So I think that I I give Ole Miss the edge there. Um, Notre Dame typically... Is kind of a uh, you know, all bets are off type prediction when it's with Midwest kids just be, just because it's Notre Dame. Um, they're a national brand, but just that area, it's hard to get those dudes out of there. Um, but Jean Baptiste is from uh the east coast, so I don't think that would be in play here. And um again, I, I think Randall Joyner and the rest of the crew did a great job with him when he was on his extended official visit over the weekend
0: big nil number for him but i feel like old miss is satisfied with what it would need to to get him the question is is will notre dame or whoever offer more as far as victor kern from washington i know that old miss was negotiating with him and felt like it was in a good place to where just got to kind of sign seal deliver the thing and it still hasn't happened which tells me that there's kind of uh like i said a lack of uniformity over there in that building in regards to particular transfers. Cause either way, Damian George, Victor Kern, it feels like Ole Miss has to get an offensive lineman.
1: Yeah. And again, I think both would, would fit the bill because of the versatility there. They both played outside and inside. So I think either one would be perfectly fine. Both have played a lot of football. Um, Kern was an all pac 12 guy was a starter for two years. And then uh Damian George played a lot of football on a really loaded offensive line in Tuscaloosa. So um neither are anything to sneeze at. Um, but yeah, I think they would love to add one, if not both, to uh boast uh wow, boast, boost up that room. John Garrison in his first year. Um, you know, they're gonna try to really address the issues with pass protection, and um both of those guys are more than capable of being a um lockdown right tackle. Um if we can segue here, I will say, oh, before I forget, I think Kern or Kearney, I, I I don't know how you say his last name. Um there could be a little bit of pause because I think he is mulling over whether or not he wants to take a visit to Oklahoma. Uh that was the uh the word I got on Sunday. So um I guess you're waiting to see what he does the rest of this week and weekend. Um, if he does visit, then obviously Ole Miss will have some uh, decisions to make in terms of countering or uh, you know conversations with him after that. If he doesn't, I think Ole Miss is in a good spot. Um, but looking uh, towards a segue here, we talked a little bit about Spencer Sanders earlier. Mike Wright was in town over the weekend. I think things went great with both. I, I don't know if it's a – is this a is this a bird in the hand situation here? Um, I was told by someone just a rumor was that Mike Wright was 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 sitting on word go, and was ready. And I think that they're still discussing some things with Spencer Sanders and still trying to make a decision there. Um, but then on Wednesday, another wrinkle is thrown into the quarterback situation when LSU's Walker Howard got into the transfer portal. I and Chuck are both hearing that Ole Miss is at least going to reach out and at least check up on the uh, former top 50 prospect on three consensus four-star Ole Miss wanted him bad in 2022. He's an LSU legacy. It was going to be a tough pull. He went back and forth on whether or not he wanted to take a visit Never did. But regardless, Lane Kiffin really, really, really likes his game. And and I think they're going to make a run. Now, what does that do in terms of their pursuit of some depth in that quarterback room? What do you think?
0: Walker Howard kind of fits exactly like Brady Allen fit. Brady Allen, the Purdue quarterback who ended up sticking with Purdue, getting out of the portal and going back to Purdue in that he's a developmental guy that has a lot of upside and isn't really a threat to step in and take Jackson Dart's job, which is what Spencer Sanders I think is and represents. Mike Wright, I've heard the same thing, that he's waiting on go. Um, It's just a matter of whether or not Ole Miss takes him. Again, I feel like we're repeating ourselves here, but it speaks to the lack of uniformity right now amongst the staff in regards to portal targets. So where they end up, I don't know. But he's the one – like a Walker Howard is what we've been talking about. Fits the bill. He comes in, he's a quality backup, got upside, a developmental quarterback. You can basically start him next year if Jackson Dart blows up this year or the year after so you not have that kind of year. It's exactly what you want to get. The question is, how long is it with him? Is he already is he getting to the portal just because it's a formality to go to the place he's already agreed to, or is he really accepting um, any and all suitors right now? And if he is, old Miss makes all the sense of the world because of how much they wanted him last recruiting cycle.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I wrote about it. I, I said as much when I wrote about him this morning. It, it makes, in my opinion, more sense. I mean, I think if you're going to pick a, a portal guy that's a experience-proven starting quarterback, I would go Mike Wright. The running element that would be added to the offense, I think, would be tough to defend with what Jackson Dart gives you through the air and and on the ground as well, but just an added wrinkle of a guy that can really run. Spencer Sanders is just a weird fit. He was a four-year starter. It just seems bizarre to do that, and I think it would just be just virtually impossible to not have a quarterback controversy or a quote-unquote battle. Um, but yeah, Walker Howard to me makes even more sense because of the upside, the talent, and he would just it would it would just be a a, a true depth piece of a guy that would come in get acclimated to the system, learn under Jackson Dart and Lane Kiffin, um, continue to grow physically. He's still a young guy. He's a true, uh, he was a true freshman this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's no, you know, impetus on like, okay, we need you to come in and be a depth piece, but also we need you to do this, 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 and this. Um, and the timing aspect of it is huge because I think you've got Jackson Dart who look, I, I the, this whole like <laughs> now keep in mind it's because of you know we write for the Ole Miss spirit find everything at Ole spirit.com part of one three um, when we post things the just the deepest 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 bowels of Twitter get in our mentions with just the most ridiculous and hilarious takes and there's this weird narrative out there that well Jackson darts actually not good Um that's the asinine. Good Lord. It's just so bizarre. But, I mean, I think there's a real chance in year two in this system that he could have a big, big year, especially with what they've added in the receiver room via the portal. And you've already got the run game. You know, Quinchon is, uh, Judkins is back. The offensive line is back outside of Nick Broker. So there's going to be some chemistry. There's going to be a, a, some, some uniformity there with, you know, you know what you have to work with. So let's say Jackson Dart goes out there and you know, I don't know, throws for twenty eight hundred yards, thirty touchdowns, has a big year, runs for five hundred. Who's to say he doesn't dip his toe in the water and, and see what the NFL has to offer? If that is what happens, then you got Walker Howard right there on the bench. He's he's you talk about sitting on go. He's ready to rock. Yeah, he knows the playbook, and there you go. I, I and guess they what, desperately
0: a- wanted him out of high school. I mean, this isn't like. Yeah. Some other kid. He was the number 45 kid in the country, according to own three or four star, the number six quarterback, the number four prospect in Louisiana. And we talked about, it. we like focused podcasts, like based podcasts around Walker Howard last year and talked to different sources in regards to him because Ole Miss was so hot after him. Of course, I was skeptical. You were skeptical too because he's an LSU legacy. But the fact that he's in the portal now, this is the new reality. It doesn't matter yeah. who you are. It's like the Arch Manning thing. I know a lot of Ole Miss fans were disappointed or. Maybe you didn't care one way or the other. But the the Manning thing, the Manning recruitment stung to you in some way because of the legacy factor, because of his last name and Archie and Eli and Cooper as being his dad, a former wide receiver at Ole Miss. There's just a lot you thought that would go in Ole Miss's favor. Well, that applied to the old rules of recruiting. And the way I looked at it was, okay, cool, go to Texas. When he gets in the portal, if he does get in the portal, Ole Miss becomes an option immediately. Same thing with a Walker Howard. It doesn't matter if you're a legacy or not. Uh, it, it, depending on where you go, if the situation isn't right, there is no loyalty in this game no more. So Walker Howard's in the portal, and that's as LSU as LSU gets. That's the whole reason why I almost probably didn't get him last go round, is because he was yeah. an LSU legacy. Um, I'm just curious because TCU offered him out of high school. I mean, everybody pretty much offered him out of high school, but TCU was one of those offers. And you and I have already heard that TCU's hot after him too. Just appear in the in the uh, national championship game, got absolutely waxed by Georgia. Oh, I didn't even watch the game. God. I didn't, I was out of pocket, didn't see the game. I just got score updates on my phone, and it was like 7-0, 14-7, 21-7. And all of a sudden, 65-7. to And I will say, I, I turned to a buddy of mine who was with me, and I was like, look, this doesn't really help a guy like me who has been vehemently calling for an expanded playoff. This does not help my case because I, I get the other end of it. If you go to a strictly playoff format, you're not truly crowning or or awarding the best teams every single year. Alabama should have been in the playoff this year. They should have been. They um because if they were if we're going just based on the best teams in the country. Now resume wise, they didn't deserve to be in and I'll stick by that forever. But that's why you see a lot of people like passionately defending Alabama is like yeah, they're the only other team probably that could have given Georgia a real fight other than Ohio State. And Ohio State was a Marvin Harrison Jr injury away from probably beating Georgia. And probably whipping TCU, but TCU did not help any of our causes, man. He did not help our cause. I've been trying to talk about expanding the playoff because I'm thinking about Ole Miss, Ole Miss being the TCU that makes the dream run and makes it to the uh, national championship game. I feel like Ole Miss wouldn't have lost 65 to seven at his peak performance. Maybe by the end of the year, the way it was planned, but at peak performance this year, <laughs> uh, yeah, Ole Miss would have given Georgia a better game than that. But you bring up a good point about Jackson Dart. A lot of people out there, when you, when you're when you're talking shit. Or maybe you got some type of opinion you're formulating about Jackson Dart because you're just generally disappointed in the way Ole Miss performed at the end of the year. Start out seven and zero, finished one and five. And I've said it repeatedly, and I'll keep and I'll keep saying it repeatedly. Jackson Dart got better as Ole Miss got worse, and I understand that Quinshawn Judkins broke the single season record for Ole Miss in rushing yards. But you and a running back can only take you, in my opinion, so far, especially in modern college football. And he just gave you a record setting year, the best year any oldest running back has ever had. And that's as good as it's going to get. And you finished eight and five. Running backs are capped in what they can bring you in terms of overall value. So when you're talking that noise about Jackson Dart, just remember he's your best hope. You're rooting for him to be as good as he can possibly be, to take that Matt Corral step and just ball out. He has more chance to do that than anybody you bring in. Maybe Spencer Sanders would get an argument for you. And Spencer Sanders, is his number's mm. big, too. He's got a big, big number and almost has been negotiating with him. And I feel like it's going to be one of him or Mike Wright still on this Thursday, January 12, 2023, as we record this. Of course, on January 13th, hell, all could be different. But Jackson darts where it starts. He's the face. He is the guy you need. I mean, if you're looking at where is the hope, where can I really rely on things? Well, you start to see some cracks with – Lane Kiffin, right? Finally, we're starting to say, I don't know. There's some things that are concerning. If you're trying to cling to something, Ole Miss getting back that juju, that that, um, happy, magical juju that it had for three years under Lane Kiffin, it starts with Jackson Dart. So calm your nerves, man. Calm, Calm your criticisms and stuff like that because Jackson Dart deserves your support, and he got better, and he showed real promise. I mean, I was one of those that was very concerned about whether or not Jackson Dart could be that guy midway through the year. But then he got better, and now I'm fully aboard the Jackson Dart train. He's where you need to put your hope and faith in because if Jackson Dart is coming along and doing his thing and developing, then that's what you want. That's how you get to that place of national contention. It's through Jackson Dart. So that criticism is just silly to me.
1: I, well, I mean, come on. like Look at what they've already added. You got a bona fide potential star in Trey Harris who, yeah, I know it's to say, but he still did it. He's a Bolitnikov Award semifinalist and Trey and I hate Harris. That
0: criticism, too, by the way. When when they say, Oh, uh, you did this conference USA. Well, I know.
1: He can only he can only dominate who he plays. Right. And he dominated. Yeah. Um, and then you got a you know, a legitimate potential superstar in Chris Marshall, who was a far five more star. Of a
0: question mark, I grant people. That's far more of a question mark, and I yeah, guess yeah. he has but it's done. not like Ole Miss had anybody with the upside of him, even Jonathan Mingo, Malik Heath. They did not have Chris Marshall's upside. They had proven production, and that matters. So I'm not saying that Chris Marshall is going to come in here and set the world on fire. But, I mean, they just had nobody last year with that kind of upside. Trey Harris is where the wide receiver room starts. I mean, he's coming in. He's not coming in to sit. If he doesn't ball out from day one, that's an indictment on the coaching staff and everybody. He's got to be
1: good. And then you throw in Caden Priestcorn, who I love – Legitimate star, real Harrison Bryant potential there to have a monster year, be in the Mackey Award conversation, and go pro. Um, So, I mean, he has added more weapons to the offense. So, it's not out of the realm possibility for him to go off.
0: This is all I'll say about it and be done with it. He was playing without a full deck last year. He did not have a lot of support. He didn't have a tight end. Yeah, Middle that's what I was getting at. Was not an option to him. Quinshaan Junkins, awesome, unreal. Zach Evans, awesome, unreal. Wide receivers left a lot to be desired. And you didn't have a tight end. So now he's actually let's see what the kid can do. And he got better anyway. So let's see what the kid can do yeah. with a full, you know, weapon weapon rate, arsenal of weapons.
1: I mean, I- Look, this is no disrespect, but just a fact. I mean, now he made the most of his opportunity and and good on him. But I mean, one of Jackson Dart's top targets at the end of the year was Dayton Wade. Yeah. It was a walk on. And he's going to play a big role in the, in the wide receiver room next year. It's not a knock on him, but he was still a walk on. Oh yeah, he'll no, he's a starter next year. Yeah, for sure. Um I mean I mean yeah, Malik Heath was phenomenal. I think he exceeded everyone's expectations outside of him his own and probably his mom's
0: but that's like he was the only field stretcher and he wasn't a field stretcher that's not what he was
1: yeah I mean I think people thought you know hey he'd be a a red zone guy make some you know some big catches he's a physical receiver nobody expected him to you know get close to a thousand yards criticizing Jackson Dart and what he had to do and dealing with the the issues of the offensive line and how they were just not good at pass protection. Awful. Especially at the end of, of the year. I mean, it was really, really bad. And we talked about it on the show plenty. He avoid like Ole Miss was like in like the top like twenty five, thirty programs in the country in like sacks allowed. And that's because Jackson Dart was evading pressure. Yeah. I mean he It wasn't
0: because they were showing positive signs of growth here. N- no,
1: and, and I think it's really undersold because of the the night that Quinshawn Judkins had and the defense played well in the second half. Jackson Dart, I don't think Ole Miss wins in college station without Jackson Dart. He had oh, no. some big time runs. He made some big throws on third and medium and long. He was a difference maker and he was like that all year. So this is a long diatribe about, you know, defending Jackson Dart here. But yeah, I mean, there's a real possibility that he has a big year. And then it circling back sets up perfectly if they were to land Walker Howard. Come on in, buddy. Sit here. You can come in, play in some mop up duty. Um, Come in a how spell, you know, if, it if darts helmet comes off or, you know, maybe he gets banged up, like, come on in, like, we'll let you sling it. But yeah, it's perfect. But how real is it though? Well, it's early. Um, I, can't, I can't figure that out right now.
0: I know that yeah, they're I kicking mean, the tires. We both know for an absolute fact they're kicking the tires, but we just don't know if it's being reciprocated.
1: Yeah, us, us two and Chuck all know. Yeah. All been told and we all talk to different people. Um, now you mentioned TCU already. They recruited him out of high school. Makes a lot of sense. Um, Max Duggan's leaving. They're going to have an opening. Uh, are other quarterback left, he's going to Cal. Uh, A&M was heavily involved in his recruitment, but they have a quarterback. So that's not, that's, I, well, I'm not going to rule it out because recruiting is, is wild and stupid and, and crazy. Um,
0: oh, boy, could you imagine if Texas A&M <laughs> ended up with both Marcel Reed and Walker Howard?
1: Someone's I mean, going to look really dumb. Yeah, what um, a kick
0: in the old Miss Dick that would be.
1: But yeah, I, I mean, he had, I mean, he had his choice of, you know, Notre Dame, Alabama, Penn State. Um, so I, look, I, if anybody, <laughs> if anybody can convince someone to come to a place to play quarterback when there are nine other people on the roster, it's Nick Saban. Cause he does it every single year. I don't think Alabama's in the running. I think they have their quarterback situation figured out. It's going to be Jalen Milroy versus Ty Simpson. Um, but yeah, it's, it's early now. He, yeah, it's very possible that he knew he knows where he's going. That's my concern. And that's why, that's where, that's why I got in the portal. And look, for all we know, Lane Kiffin's been down there and, you know, talk to him. I don't know that. But, again, all that we're reporting here is that Ole Miss is absolutely going to try. Is trying. Is trying. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Has, been, has been tried. But the question is, is present tense. Yeah, present tense. Ole Miss fans, basketball season is heating up for both the men's and women's basketball teams. Show your support for their efforts on the court by signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today. You can sign up to pledge a specific amount for every Rebel win and earn Blue Priority points through every donation. Visit GiveToAthletics.com/donate. That's GiveToAthletics.com/donate. Or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159 to sign up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today with the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Listen to Nerdwallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you.
2: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662 296 0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. Well, I've been out of pocket for a little while, so let's reset here. All right. Okay. The biggest ticket items for Ole Miss recruiting or just Ole Miss football in general. The first thing I'm pointing to right now is um, our buddy Jake Thompson, who, our co worker at the Ole Miss Spirit, Ole Miss affiliate of On Three, has released Lane Kiffin's terms for his contract. 2023 make it 8.75. So we I can stop using the 9.5 number officially. 2024, 8.85. 2025, 9 million. 2026, 9 million. Got a 1.5 million dollar raise off of 2023 when he was earning 7.25 million. I would argue. And I think everyone else would too, except for the you know, strongest red and blue glasses wearing Ole Miss fans. That uh, he did not earn that bump. And so far, um, He's got some work to do to reconstruct this roster and to get it ready for next year, which includes two trips to Georgia
1: and Alabama. What'd you think about that? Just the terms, if you look well, up. not even devil's advocate here, but look, I the market is just the market's the market, it's completely f word thanks to people like Jimbo Fisher and all these other coaches that just get these. Jumbo size contracts for no reason other than, hey, we think you're a good guy and you coach at this big school. Well, not even if you're a good guy. Look, I like Hugh Freeze as a football coach. I like him fine as a person. Um, but
0: well, that's right. He, He's not a good guy. He Bad resigned guy in disgrace at Ole Miss. <laughs> like voluntarily gave up millions of dollars. Said, hey, I did what I did. I'm outy. And he just got six and a half million from Auburn. And honestly, I get why Ole Miss fans are a little like there's a lot of Hugh Freeze talk right now on Ole Miss Message Boards and social media. And a lot of it has to do with the recruiting success, but he's also completely re- rebuilding the roster like Lane Kiffin had to do when he got to Ole Miss. So I'm not necessarily saying, you know, Hugh Freeze is kicking ass while Lane
1: Kiffin's out fishing in the Bahamas. That's well, not hey,
0: what I'm saying. But
1: let's play let's play a quick game. What is worse? Getting six and a half million after losing to UConn and New Mexico State. Or getting nine after losing five straight? (laughs) The latter is way worse. (laughs) I mean,
0: is it though? Well, it feels that way because they started. UConn and New Mexico State. Yeah, but it goes back to what we were saying with Trey Harris playing against the competition he was playing with. Liberty is, you know, equal pretty much in, in talent or just overall what they have at their disposal as those schools. Well, not New Mexico State, shit. Oh yeah, God! Come yeah. Come on! But at that point, I mean, he was checked great,
1: out. Great playbook on NCAA football, though. He was checked out. I mean, you know what that playbook port- was, by the way? What on NCAA football? No, the video, the video game. Well, I, know I, I, I would once they I'll added the them. no huddle feature. I still play them to this day. Yeah, I I'd still kick myself for getting rid of my Xbox. I would, I would use their playbook all the time once they added the no huddle feature, and I would just go no huddle until someone stopped it. but they' playbook,
0: the old Ole Miss playbook?
1: No, 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 New Mexico State. I would play with oh. whoever, but just use the New Mexico State playbook because all it was was five wide and then special teams. That was it.
0: I always use the old Ole... Miss. Miss playbook because it had all the RPOs that I wanted or basically a lot of uh, read option stuff.
1: I would either do that or I would play with Georgia Tech and run the option until people would just, like, their eyes would bleed and they would hate it. Um, but he was checked out. I think what that performance showed was I... he was on his way out. But both coaches were checked out. Yeah. Um. But my long-winded, you know, detour there, but my point is you got to pay Kiffin or, he's, or he leaves. Mm-hmm. Now you can argue, well, where was he going to go? Well, you don't find that out because you pay him. I mean, that's just – that's what it is now. Like, love it, or, love it or hate it, that's how college football is now. It, it doesn't have to be. Does it?
0: I, I do think a lot of it was Ole um negotiating against itself, though, but that's neither here nor there. Well, it, it is what yeah. it is. It is doesn't what mean it's is smart. Is. Um, he's making what he makes, but now you got to deliver results, and one of those includes potentially bringing Austin Keys back, the linebacker who got into the portal. Ole Miss is trying to get him back. Um, I don't think they're going to, but their efforts to try to bring him back and keep him, because again, of all the guys they've lost, I wrote about this in the Ole Miss Spirit. Of all the guys they've lost, that was the first real hit. Yeah, and I still think he's leaving. I, th- I mean, I honestly think he's going to go to Auburn. Since we're talking about him. But
1: he's, he's going could, there, and I'm then a is trying to get him.
0: Yeah. I mean, everybody's going to try to get
1: him. He Because Durkin's play. there. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, Kiffin went down there, um, which is weird because I've been told that Kiffin doesn't recruit. So maybe he was just at the airport and took a picture and then just stayed there. But um... oh,
0: Hold on, hold on. you talking about to go see Austin? Yeah. Yeah, but he was also making up for some uh, mistakes he personally made when the kid was trying to contact him before he got into the portal if we really want to get into the weeds here. Oh, why? Well, For the longest three years, in fact, everybody assessed the Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss marriage with completely red and blue glasses, or rose-tinted glasses, at least. And you overlooked all the warts and the clunkiness in which some of the stuff operationally got to where it got to. But now you can't do that because of the way they finished, and because of the money he makes. Since we're talking about his terms.
1: Yeah, I so mean yeah. now.
0: Now, you, can't, you don't get a pass on anything. I mean, yes, oh, it no. is objectively good that he's, he's trying to keep his top linebacker on his roster. But he also, I mean, there, there are mistakes made as well. And when I talked about the lack of uniformity right now, that starts with Lane. I mean, who does that fall at the feet of? Yeah, you could say, well, I mean, all different position coaches have their own evaluations. That's true. But the guy who has the final say in the final trump card is who? Lane. It's the head coach. But, but yeah, Lane, I mean yeah, but it's all really it all falls
1: way. at his feet. Yeah. He's
0: he's the boss. Yeah, but he's never really been that way. I mean, I, I like that about him. I, I think it's a um a good thing that he's never been overly intrusive. Like he can be intrusive because all coaches are, but what I'm talking about is allowing coaches to do their jobs. But also he he's kind of a uh he's kind of a nihilist in the way that, like, all right, you're not doing the job, I'm firing you. There's no consideration Mm -hmm. toward, okay, well, the guy's got this, this, or this, or whatever. Maybe he's, like, deep off and close to getting his pension or something like that. No, Lane says, oh, you're not doing what I think you should be doing, then I'm going to fire you. While other coaches might go, well, like, Hugh Freeze holding on to Mo Harris forever, right? Some guys reward, reward loyalty. Well, no, with Lane, it's a black and white cutthroat, did you do the job or not? Well, if he operates that way, then why shouldn't you as a fan operate that way as well? Because it's all fine yeah. and dandy when you're winning 10 games with Matt Corral. But then when you start 7-0 and finish 1-5 with losses to Arkansas, Mississippi State, Texas Tech, and all three of those games were gross, shitty games. Well, then we got to look at this a little bit differently, don't we? So, yes, him being down there, good. You, you need to be recruiting your, your best linebacker to come back. However, it didn't have to get maybe that far down the road. You know what I mean? I still think he's going to leave, too. And that's the the really tough part about it. And I'm not saying that well, if Lane would have maybe reached out beforehand or whatever, that it would have been different. It might not have been any different. But you I mean, you took that off the table
1: for yourself. You know what I mean It's ok. So this is where Lane's going to have to be able to decipher the difference because he's operated as a head coach at big programs. He's been at Alabama. He's been at USC. Um, you know, he's been in the NFL, but you got to know your place and you got to be honest with yourself. And I remember talking with a national analyst and a couple coaches, um, early December about Georgia. And we were just kind of making small talk about recruiting and how, you know, it's so different now and it's crazy, whatever, yada, yada. And this was like a, legitimate national guy that knows everyone goes all over the country. And he was like, you know, it's kind of weird because, you know, and not to say that they're not because everybody pays, but Georgia and Kirby smart are basically at that point now where they already have the roster full of the blue chip talent and they're going to get more blue chip talent anyway, because it's Georgia and they're back-to-back national champions. Now they have the brand, but Kirby and them are basically operating under, hey man, like, why the hell would you not want to come here? So if you don't, good luck. And then same thing with the guys that are already on the roster. What do you mean you want to leave? The hell's wrong with you? Why do you want to leave? I think Kiffin, to a certain extent, operates like that. Like, hey, I'm the head coach. Why would you want to leave? I'm here. Well, it's all miss. And you just went, you know, eight and five. And you had a terrible end to the season. And people are not happy because that sucked. So you need to re-recruit your roster a little bit. You can't act like Kirby. You can't act like Nick Saban. You can't act like Ryan Day. It's not like, as the kids say, Ben, you ain't got it like that. So this, this like... Like, you have to legitimately re-recruit your roster now because of the portal and guys are being tampered with left and right. But when someone like Austin Keys, if you start to hear rumblings that maybe he's wanting to maybe look around, dude, that's got to be a quick phone call, text, whatever. Hey, come by my office today. And then you nip that in the bud and you get it done. You can't... that's you can't you can't do what Kirby Smart and everybody else does where it's like okay well good luck um we got nine other dudes that are like you over here that are just itching to play now it's the roster doesn't look like that lane can't do it like that so you know put your ego in the you know waterproof box in your boat and leave it out there and you got to go to work because you're making 9 million dollars and people are not happy. And yeah, okay, maybe it's a little unfair because of the success you had in the first two years. Great covid season, you win 10 games, you go to the Sugar Bowl. Matt Corral has a phenomenal year at all the pub and then you start 7 and 0. You got Alabama on the ropes and then you lose and then you fall flat on your face. Can't do that. Can't make nine million dollars and do that. You just it's that shit ain't gonna work.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. And uh I, I like I said, I don't know what's gonna happen with Austin Keys, Walker, Howard, or whatever. But the fact that, you know, it it's it's gotten down the road with some some of these guys, um, without the benefit of Lane in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's just uh that ain't gonna cut it. This is talk of champions recruiting. I'm being Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. Both right for the Ole Miss Spirit. OleMissSpirit and fit of all three. Before we get out of here, Ole Miss fans, this weekend since we've only podcasted twice this week, we've been doing one every single every single day. Might have to come back and do one again tomorrow. But if we don't, the big ticket item for the weekend for Ole Miss fans to pay attention to is what or what is it?
1: Yeah, or what? Well, stay locked in at the site probably going to get a whiff of some kind of visitors list at some point today. Hopefully um, still, you know, on the cusp of a couple commitments, possibly we'll have that for you. I got some things just preheated in the hopper, ready to go. So we'll be on top of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's who they bring in this weekend. Um, you know, what's Walker Howard going to do? Does he know where he's going? Is he going to announce something, you know, later today? Like, Hey, I'm headed here. Sorry, no. We'll be, we'll be all over that. We'll be working. Um. Also, Chuck's alluded to it a little bit here and there, and I, I think he's on to something he posted on the board today. Ole Miss has not replaced Sam Carter yet. I think that that is possibly because there could potentially be a shakeup at a coordinator position and that that potential hire probably would want to hire their own cornerbacks coach. Don't know that for a fact. Chuck floated it. I agree. So I
0: agree. Look, I've hearing a lot of the same thing Chuck is hearing that those coaches are like, well, he hadn't hired a cornerback's coach. Does that means we're all kind of on the clock here. So, I mean, yeah. that, that's part of this stuff too. You know, that's part of this recruiting stuff as well. Is who are the coaches that are supposed to be going down the road for you or contacting these guys? And that comes back again to bring it full circle circle to the lack of uniformity amongst the staff right now. I don't know if there's going to be staff or if there's going to be major overhaul staff changes. There are going to be more changes. My question is, how deep do they go? And the fact that he hasn't hired a cornerbacks coach, I think, speaks exactly to what Chuck's Chuck's talking about, that there could be something afoot here. Pete Golding is a rumor that won't go away. I'm surprised that we haven't gotten more clarity on that at this point. But I'm not saying it's going to be Pete Golding, but the fact that there's still an opening on the staff at cornerbacks coach – and there's yeah. no rush to the hire or anything like that. I think there's a lot of evaluating going on. And maybe that explains um, a little bit of the scatterbrain
1: approach that we've seen a little bit in the portal. Yeah. Well, you're making $9 million. You can't be scatterbrained anymore. I agree. Well, 8.75, <laughs> I think, is what it was. What, 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 let's see. Whatever. 8. It's 7, more than 5 I make. In 2023,
0: 8.85, 9 million, 9 million. It's good work if you can get it.
1: Shoot. Yeah. It ain't tricking if you got it, but it's time to stop, stop tricking and start working. But, uh, yeah. And I wouldn't read anything into like, oh, well, so-and-so is extending offers to kids. No, that doesn't matter. These dudes yeah, are working nonstop until they don't.
0: You work your job right. until you don't have that job no more. I mean, Sam Carter worked for Old Miss until he went to Purdue.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally. Like, He was still bringing, like, talking to kids, DMing them, texting. Oh my god, we haven't we haven't even talked about that. The stars were aligning for a reunion of Sam Carter and Jalen Catalan in West Lafayette, and then and then he goes to Texas.
0: Same thing with Jeff Levy and uh, Dylan Gabriel. The only the only thing is, is like Sam decided to
1: go to Purdue, and Jalen Catalan visited Purdue and still went to Texas. I don't know, man. Maybe he's. Maybe he's a big space guy. Maybe. Maybe. Big, big – I mean, my kid loves Rockets. Who's to say Sam doesn't love Rockets? They're pretty cool. Yeah, maybe.
0: Jalen Catalan didn't even come on his Ole Miss visit. That's the point. A guy that Ole Miss was hot after, too. I mean, I I, like, if you would have made me predict the top five – like, rank them. Top five guys you think Ole Miss will get committed from the portal. He wouldn't have been one
1: or two, but he might have been three or four. Did you – did you see the video of Steve Sarkeesian just losing his absolute yeah. mind? Yeah. At some guy in the tunnel. Some guy just there doing his job. I really don't just... like that guy. <laughs> and that's why he's I love the asshole. whole arch
0: like the whole Arch Manny narrative that was built. And and it's true, the Manny's don't like Lane Kiffin. But you like that guy? Yeah. Lane Kiffin, he's big and mean and blah 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 blah. And
1: yet that guy's, he's cool. The drunkard who yells at everybody. uh, I was going to say, they forget about him at at a booster club meeting. What the hell are we doing here? Hammered. The the stuff that, you know,
0: and I'm not just talking about coping them, but like the stuff that people come up with to justify their actions is hilarious to me. If you want to go to Texas, just go to Texas. Why even float it out there? Because it was out there, still out there. They don't like Lane. Unless Jeff Levy's the head coach, he's not coming here as Arch Manning. Oh come on! But you're going to go to to have your kid play under Steve Scar- Sarkeesian? Yeah, he's a real he's he's a real developer of men. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna no, like if he, you're, like you're gonna like play, if play that to card. Georgia, whatever. Okay, Kirby's awesome. I like Kirby. If he went to Sabin, Okay, pro mindset. But Steve Sarkeesian, really? How many people, how many of his players are going, you know what? He's like a father to me. Oh, come on. Stop.
1: It would have been much better if they were like, look, Arch is going there because they have a TCBY on campus. <laughs> Arch I'd is be going like, there hey.
0: because Texas is a huge school that is always parentally coming back. <laughs> you know, it's back. Texas <laughs> is back. <laughs> and Arch is going to push him over the top, and he's going to have his own legacy. Cool. Cool. Neat, uh, that's a cool thing. Go re- re- go resurrect Texas Arch. That's awesome. That would yeah. definitely get you a legacy. Absolutely, but don't play the whole. Oh, Lane Kiffin bad. Steve Sarkeesian good. Come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, la- that's just lazy, and it's just you no know, whatever. I love the idea of Walker Howard though. If they could get that done, man, dude. And I know we've said that about Brady Allen and Mike Wright, but like Mike Wright, even he is a clunkier fit than Walker Howard because Mike Wright. He but but what he brings in value, he really brings in the margins where they could improve and without having to like maybe address an area, or maybe they miss on something and his running ability adds something that they lose out on, right? With Zach Evans leaving to go to the, the pros, maybe he could add yeah. a running element they didn't have last year and make up for some of that production loss. But that again, you're you're trying to fit a not perfect fit onto the roster while Walker Howard, as far as if you were writing out the resume, all right, this is what we need. We need this, 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 and this for our backup quarterback. That kid meets it perfectly. He meets all the criteria. And Brady in, Allen did in your, too, but he does even more because he's better. And they actually really wanted him to have a prior relationship with him.
1: Yeah. And then you're just, and then you're back on schedule with, you got a, you know, quote unquote high school guy waiting in the wings. And now yeah. you've got Damon Williams in your 24 class. So you're, you're back on schedule.
0: Yeah. I like that. Back on schedule. Walker Howard would allow Ole Miss to get back on schedule. And despite Um, everything we've talked about and a little bit of the disjointed nature of Old Missy Transfer Portal recruiting, they've still done really well as far as what they've gotten so far. It's just how they've gotten their process. There is a problem with their process. Operationally, mm -hmm. they have problems. And we've talked about these problems before. It's not like they're new just because he went eight and five. You just look over them or maybe – You gloss over them a little bit as a fan, as a media person, whatever it is, because the results are good. Well, when the results results turn bad, naturally, you've got to start talking about, well, why did they turn bad? Well, this could be a problem. This could be a problem because our job is to diagnose what the issues are or what's going on. And I can tell you right now that it is not operating smoothly. And that is a concern. I'm not knocking it because, look, eight wins are still objectively good. They're not paying you for eight wins anymore, though. They're paying you for 10-11 wins. They're paying you to be in the playoff contention. Yeah. It's a different expectation is all I'm saying. This has been Talk of Champions Recruiting. I'm Ben Garrett. He's Zach Berry. Thank you, buddy.
1: All right, buddy. See ya.